Hi, everybody. Kurt Schlichter here, Town Hall VIP's Unredacted Podcast. I'm here with my friend Drew Manich. This is take three. This is take three. Holy shit. We've gone through like three times. I've tried to do it on my iPhone. I get my iPad and then the freaking microphone. And of course, And and it's not the one. It's not the wine, though. We will be talking about the wine. The tech guys were like, Kurt, you sound like you're in a wind tunnel with human sacrifices of babies going on. It's like you're in Ball's Temple in, in, in freaking Carthage. What is up with that shit? And I'm like, you know, I do. I kind of pull this whole podcast out of my ass. You know that that's how it goes. Hi, honey. Hi. Okay, Irina's here. That, thank you. So you're thinking, what are these guys drinking? Well, let me let me tell you, this came as a gift from the great Julie Kelly. Uh, she gave me a magnum of Chapelet Cabernet Sauvignon to Napa 2017. Uh, what do you think? Um, I think it is well above average, but as a, as a sign of how blessed we are with the, with the wines and everything, um, that a Chapelet wine falls just below what we normally have. Is, is a sign of, of so of basically you're are. saying uh, let me let me give you an example of what it was when I was in the uh, uh, um, L.A. riots the uh, National Guard has Army and Air Force guys and there were a couple of dudes in flight suits pilots ahead of me in line for chow which was contract chow we weren't eating Army chow we were eating contract chow from uh, 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 from you know, professional cook people. And I, I swear to God, one of the pilots looked at the other and goes, "I can't believe we're having steak again." That is exactly what we're doing. What we're having. This is a good wine, but under very, any, under any standard, very good wine. And I've had it before. I had it with um, uh, Julie. Who else was there? Uh, Liz Sheld, who's great. The amazing Ace of Spades was in the house. Larry O'Connor, uh, uh, Meredith, Arena. That, okay, now Ace of Spades and Larry O'Connor, two different people. They I are two different. I didn't hear the comma in there. No, there is a comma. Nobody okay. knows who Ace of Spades is. I'm That's not going right. to reveal it. I met Ace. Um, uh, I gave him a ride from Andrew Breitbart's funeral to the wake. What wake? The wake. Oh, the wake. Sorry. Uh, little did I realize that would be kind of a historical event, and I I got invited because I was one of the uh, I was one of the original Breitbart people. Uh, very moving. Uh, man, that guy was like, God damn. Can you imagine how great it'd be to still have Andrew? Uh, I you know, he'd be I, like here with us. I think about that so often. I, I, I mean, first of all, I, I, I don't know if things would be different, but I know things would be a hell of a lot more fun. So true. And look, I met a lot of interesting people in my life. I met a lot of interesting people. I've never met anyone like Andrew. He, he really made an impression. He was... You know, it's funny because all the people who know him idolize him. You knew him. You you hung out with me while we were hanging out with Andrew. Well, and and I mean, there there was I mean, there was kind of there was kind of no reason for him to know us. I mean, we're a little outside of sort of the political sort of punditry. But we would come to these events. He would know who we were. Yeah. He knew what we did. Yeah. He made sure to introduce us around to people that he was just a cool yeah. guy, yeah. and he was interesting and curious. And brilliant, and he really he saw things other people didn't see. And I mean, I really miss the guy. I would be, God, I remember I would get these phone calls out of the blue. Hey, Kurt, I've got an idea, and it's like, holy shit! I uh, the the other day I thought of 
I, I went looking for it on YouTube, and I think it's been I think it's been scrubbed. But there was some there was some video of him out in Palm Springs on rollerblades, inviting the Code Pink people to come to Applebee's. That's the most Andrew Breitbart thing I ever heard. And I remember seeing it when it happened, and I went back to look for it, and I only see descriptions of it. I can't find the video. So if anybody out there knows what I'd the love video to is, see I'd the, love to see the it. AB Applebee's. Yes. AB Applebee. Wow. Whoa. Right? Wow. wow. Right? Wow. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how we got an intro bright bar, but, uh, but thank uh, you. you know, thank you. And of course, this is part two of the uh, Town Hall VIP <laughs> podcast. We are just talking about Andrew Breitbart, and I was so overwhelmed, I fucked up the recording. And uh, so we're on part two. So, uh, you know, here we go. I, I know the high-speed high text at uh, Town Hall will seamlessly weave these together like a, uh, like a master loomster will replace the Bayo tapestry like, when like, somebody like, like, like cuts like, it with like a Like Heidi after the NFL play, playoff. Hi oh, my gosh. Do people know about that? I don't think so, but. <laughs> Here's what happened. It was back in the day, right, when we had three channels. Uh, yes. And there's an NFL playoff going on, right? And it was like, I think it was NBC. Mm -hmm. And NBC was like, at, you know, at 8 o'clock, we're showing Heidi. You know, Heidi, like the Swiss Miss chick. Not not the porno version. I mean, this is the young <laughs> Heidi. Okay, not, not like Lincoln Project Young. You know what? I'm okay, saying. you know what? Let's put a pin in that for a second. I just I just want everybody to know this is Kurt, the anti-sports guy, telling us the Heidi story. Okay, I'm telling you, I, I, it's a TV story. Yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you why I I know TV. Um. So the, this playoff is going on. It's some sort of sports ball thing. Somebody's getting a home run. I don't know what the fuck's going on. That was football. It's like ninth inning or something. Yeah. And um, 8 o'clock comes along, and some linear motherfucker goes, we're starting Heidi. I know it's going to end. I know I know the game's not over, but we're going, we're, cut it to Heidi! We go, <laughs> we'll do it live with Heidi. November 17th, 1968 it was. November 17th, 1960. Now, I was a little young. When that happened, but I, even I know legend. Now, why do I know so much about TV? Because that's where I got one of my starts writing comedy. The first was uh, writing on the Koala at UC San Diego. And uh, I would write humor there as a humor columnist. My column was called Breaking Wind. And uh, yeah, I know. Uh, and it was pretty funny, actually, um, in my opinion. I think Spinal Tap stole it from you. Uh, no. Okay. No, actually, uh, my my first year of uh, maybe a second of uh, college, I went and saw it. We went down to like some art the art house. I'll get back to the koala folks. I'll get back to the point. Went to some art I'm house. We'll get back to Heidi too. Maybe we'll get it. May I don't fucking know. Um, I go down to this uh, theater in San Diego. It's in Mission Valley, and it wasn't like one of the big theaters. It was like off theaters, and they're showing this spot. And we at the time we read newspapers, and we read the L.A. Times, and L.A. Times. This thing's funny. We're like, well, we gotta go see it. It's like a Thursday afternoon. We're drunk already. We're communications majors. What the fuck? It's not like we have to study. So me and my pal Matt, um, who never met a bong head he didn't like, um, me hanging out with a dude who likes bong heads, right? Imagine that. Yeah. I'm like, I'll be stepping out now. That was like the Kurt thing. Um, 
we go down to this theater and we watch this this final. And it was like two people in the theater, and we're just like, holy fuck! I've never seen anything like this. This is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. And I mean, that's you know one of my comedy moments where I'm like, holy shit! This is what comedy can be. Because remember, you remember in the seventies, comedy was not funny. No. You know, you watch like Love American okay. style. Okay. It's not Hang funny. On. You know what? Uh, early Norman Lear, All in the Family, funny. Uh, okay, comedy could sometimes yes. not be funny. Yes. A lot of popular comedy. But there then, was a lot of edgy you, but, stuff. And then there was Hello Larry. Uh, there was Hello By the way, I think, I I don't know if you're going to jump on me or go, Kurt, you're a freaking visionary like Andrew <laughs> Breitbart. I think John Ritter in Three's Company was one of the goddamn funniest things I have ever seen in my entire life. 100%. Holy cow, what a freaking talent. Yeah. By the way, fun fact, uh, Suzanne Summer's still out there. She's conservative. She's a very good friend of uh, Rick Grinnell's, Oh. by the know. way. Uh, I think she's still a beautiful woman. Yeah. If you really, really like Suzanne Summer's, I mean, want to see her. thigh master. Well, no. Want to see her naked? Magnum Force, the secondary hair movie. She's the uh, topless swimmer girl who, who gets shot in the chest with a Swiss a who needs Mr. Machine Skin gun. when you've got Kurt Schlichter. <laughs> Great. No, I, no I, 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 look, I don't curate this shit. It just comes to me, right? By the way, I was watching Fast Time, one of my favorite movies of all time, Fast Times of Richmond. Great. The other day. I love that man. And he hates it. And I'm looking at Jennifer Jason Lee. And at um, at Amy least Cates. she likes the new, the cover in the new book. She likes that. She loves the cover in the new book. <laughs> I look at them, and I know they're eighteen in real life when they did this movie. Yeah, they look young. Yeah, I mean like Lincoln Project young. I'm like, oh wow, not not Phoebe. Phoebe looks inside the band. That's right. Jennifer Jason Lee. Nope. I'm like, yay. <laughs> now when you're wait, look when you're seventeen and watching this movie. That's okay. Lincoln Project Young. It's like with me, I'm like, okay, give me the give me the thing. I'm gonna speed through these scenes because that that shit's just not good. Yep. Next thing you know, I'm gonna be never Trump. I'm gonna be having a conservative cruise. I'm never gonna be having sex with a woman in the room again. It's gonna be ugly. <laughs> so there we go. Uh yow. Uh anyway, Heidi two. Oh well, Heidi too was this. It was it was, it, it was this part one part two. We, we cut it right in the right at the good part. Uh, there was some pushback apparently after Heidi was substituted for the NFL playoff. It was uh, what 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 happened was it was the it was the Raiders and the Jets. Really? Yeah, the Raiders and the Jets, I believe. No, I mean, the thing is, I'm I'm just shocked that the Raiders were in a playoff. <gasps> did, how did I how did I even well, go I, there? I well, I think the, the Jets were ahead when they cut away with a minute left. With a, minute, with a left? minute left, they the couldn't game. put off Heidi for a minute. No, they need Heidi now. The Raiders scored. <laughs> the, the Raiders scored a couple of touchdowns in the last minute, and they won the game. A couple of touchdowns in yeah. the last minute, and they won not the shown because NBC said, "Ah, we're going to show Heidi." Cut it out. Throw it to Heidi. That's right. Throw it to the Swiss bitch. That's right. I like the Swiss. They got a lot of guns and cuckoo clocks. <laughs> yeah, I drove through Switzerland a couple times when right. I lived. Uh, when I lived, I lived in Shukar. You know, I lived in Shukar for a couple of years. I've lived in Europe for like three and a half years of my life, right? And there's nothing I like better than liberals fucking going, you conservative, it's so parochial. You don't even have a passport. Oh, really? You ever been to 
Iowa, I have. No, why would I go there? I've been to New York and California and New York. Oh, I stopped and I stopped in Chicago. I had a layover. I had a layover in Chicago and I was literally shaking. A lot of the people there were very bad. I don't understand. You know, America is the only, you know, modern Western civilization is the only civilization ever in recorded history where the richest people have been the thinnest. That's how prosperous we are. Poor people get fat. Whoa. Right? Right? Whoa. This this swings into my whole theory that that uh, uh, Western civilization is frivolous because it can be frivolous. Because uh, hardworking men have fought and built and created and struggled to create a society where dipshits could walk around going, I feel that my privilege forces me to take accountability uh, for slavery, slaves I didn't have to people who weren't slaves. Well, this, this is where we could talk about how the government made so many more people fat. Oh, the, uh, the, food, the pyramid. food pyramid? Food pyramid. <sighs> you know, go, I, go, go watch Woodstock and tell me that those people, you know, observed the food pyramid. They did not observe the food pyramid. No. No, they were, they were slick. Yeah. I'm bummed because I had to go to the doctor today and uh, I weighed in and I was like, because I screwed my heel, my ankle up like a month ago, so I yeah, can't yeah. go and do my exercise. Some of my, I can still lift weights. So I like putting on like muscle because I'm powerful, uh, but I'm not burning off. I, I put on like ten, pretty good here. Yeah, still putting like 10 pounds. Yeah. And it's like, I'm big, man. I weigh a fucking lot. And if I hit you, you're going to fucking feel it because I just have mass. Yeah. I mean, I'm not Jim Swift and shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the fucking Grimace, right? But I, I mean, I'm just like large, and I don't think of myself as large. I never have. And, uh, you know, at one time I weighed 136 pounds at this height. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I know, right? Was that like from, was that like. That was high school. Wow. No, was, I was, was I was, was tiny. Was that, was that like about a five minute window in there or what? It, was, it, was, it didn't last long. Yeah. I was up to like 150 for years after that. And then. Kind of grew, yeah. But I didn't have any muscle, obviously. But you know, now I now I work out three days a week at a gym with a guy who shouts slogans at me, and I move masses of weight around. I think that's important because I don't want to be one of those fucking old guys because I'm fifty six. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be one of those old guys who's like, I can't get out of my Prius. I want to be that fucking guy. You know, I want to be the sprightly guy. There was this, uh, 60 Minutes had an interesting article. Now, the guy was a liberal, right? But that's okay. There's a prosecutor at Nuremberg. He was like 100 years old when they, I mean, like 97, when they when they interviewed him, right? I mean, that guy's an interesting motherfucker. He, he was a nur and he, and he, he, uh, yeah, he didn't look young. But man, he's moving around. He's like, every day I do like 30 push-ups. And they showed him doing fucking push-ups. Tell, tell you what. I'm like, fuck yeah. Um, in high school, uh -huh. one, one of our heads of our instructional services, one of our, one of our you know, department heads, was a translator at Nuremberg. No shit. No shit. You go back and you look at this, you look at this newsreel footage of Nuremberg, and he's back there with the headphones. You can see him in the black and white footage. Holy and God. And you had this guy walk in our hallways every day and you know this was this was in the 80s so he was he was he was in his he was he, he was, was in his 60s, 60s at the time. yeah um but it 
he there's yeah there's, there were guys in World War Two who were sixty year sixty years old in the eighties. That's right. That kind of freaks me. There were guys literally my age in the eighties who had been in World War Two. That's right. I mean, they were like, yeah, I enlisted at seventeen and nineteen, and you know, like fucking uh, July of forty five. But you know, I showed up. Um, holy fuck! But yeah, we it, that 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 word started going around that he was at, he was at Nuremberg and. In in our media department, we had some film. We had uh-huh. some, we had some film, so we we went back and looked, and there he was. Did, look, this guy, twenty five year old Sig, was right there. This prosecutor guy, interesting cat, went to Yale Law School, enlisted in the army. They figured out he was a lawyer. You know, he 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 lands at fucking Normandy, right, with an artillery battalion. They grab him out to interrogate Germans because he he came over from Germany at age one, so he he spoke German from his family, Jewish guy, and um, you know he he figured out, hey, I got all these papers that show uh, these uh, uh, fifteen guys were uh, head of Einsatzgruppen, which were basically the fucking Nazi murder squads. I mean, they would go in and kill everybody, and no one was going to prosecute him. And he says. You know, general, you got to prosecute him. The general says, I don't have anybody. He says, let me do it. Okay, you do it. So this 27-year-old prosecutes these fucking inhuman savages. I mean, these uh, what these guys did was, and, and these guys were just the biggest, well, I was just following orders. Well, look, I, I, I've been an officer, and if somebody gives me an order to murder civilians, the only person who's likely to get shot is the guy giving the order. That's right. Uh, but these guys did it, and this guy he convicted them. I think he convicted all of them, hanged four of them, and he went on to deal with war criminals later. That that became part of his, his life. Now I don't agree with him about the International Criminal Court. I think or, you know I think that's bullshit. But on the other hand, you know I, I'm willing to hear the guy out simply because he fucking danced the dance, man. Wow. He he. I mean, it, it, a, a little guy, 100 years old, it's fucking doing push. Looks great for 100 years. Not day over 85. But uh, uh, he's still alive. Oh, still running around. I forget, isn't it Fitzer or Fetzer or something like that? But, I mean, it's like, fuck yeah. yeah. Okay. But, holy shit. To be the guy going, well, fucking let me try him. Okay, you try him. He put fucking me, did. He got, he got convictions. Put me in, coach. Yeah. Well, they, they basically they basically convicted themselves because the fucking Germans would write up shit. They'd be like, "Well, I went into the village of Platznova in Belarus, and you know there were eighty Jews there, and we shot them all." And it's like, you know, not the hardest case. And Leslie Stahl would ask him about, you know, was there some unusual with Germans? He said, "No, they're very educated people. You know, they like Wagner. They 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 they're well read." And they would go in and murder everybody they saw. And I'm like, holy fuck. And, you know, not to not to carry the analogy too far, but don't put your money on somebody who's quote-unquote educated and someone who's quote-unquote civilized not to be fucking horrible when he decides he wants to be. Cut to 2021. Exactly. Exactly. I look at, you know, on, on Twitter, I get death threats. All, I get, you, you fucking, you, you traitors, ought to be, you know, you ought to all be hanged. 
And it's like, first of all, you think America is born on white supremacy, I would think you'd be on the side of insurgents, but I'm just an insurrectionist, I'm just saying. But, you know, the factual and moral flexibility of these folks is not 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 something that you want to uh that uh it's it's kind of troubling to me. Yeah. I mean these are just fucking bad people. Well so anyway, let's see we have Breitbart, nineteen sixty eight Heidi show, uh war criminals. Let's uh we talked about the wine. Oh, we gotta talk about the steaks. Everybody expects that. Okay. Um Costco reverse seared about two inches thick. Yep. And ice cream on the way. Ice cream on the way. Um, I think the steaks were... Oh, my God! Here they are, yeah. Arena! He saw me. You're amazing. Um, the ice cream is here, and it's uh, pretty much Drew's uh, special recipe. Okay, we've got, we've got um, heavy whipping cream Yes. whipped up on in the KitchenAid. We've got a hot fudge recipe from scratch without High fructose corn syrup, mm, all sugar, God damn. sugar, cocoa, butter, heavy cream. Is there some coconut in there? Oh, funny you should ask. Okay, <laughs> the uh, the ice cream is from a brand called Nancy's Fancies. Not Pelosi. Not Pelosi. Okay, good. Not Pelosi. That would have that would have ruined everything okay. for me. Um, and one of them's like a chocolate rum, and the other one oh. is a coconut stracciatella. So stracciatella. Remember, Sounds like a kind of bacilli. Go back six years to our days in Florence on our cruise. I remember that. And we go there's stracciatella is is a vanilla ice cream with ribbons of chocolate all through. Uh -huh. And so that's what we've got here with a little bit of coconut in there. Well, it's fantastic. Um, I like the steaks. I don't think they were the best steaks we've ever had. They definitely were not the worst steaks I've ever had. Uh, as usual, I think they're better than most steakhouse steaks. You and I had a great steakhouse experience when Arena went traveling. Hi, yes, Pete. Okay. Hi, Bitey. Okay. Bitey has joined us, by the way. Here it we, is. We were going to have a meetup with a, a, a an unmentioned Twitter, Twitterati. Yes. And that uh, did not work that out. That did not work out. So Kurt said, let's go have dinner anyway. And he suggested STK, mm -hmm. which is kind of a hoity-toity steak place at the W in Westwood. In Westwood, Los Angeles. It's very fancy. So we we went out there, and we wound up, he asked for seats outdoors on the patio, Yep. and we wound up on a high top by the pool. Uh, yes, with uh, one of the best waiters we've ever had. Jeff, I've ever had. Jeff was incredible. I mean, he, he knew the menu right and left, but he also appreciated the wine we brought. Which yes, which I, was a Turnbull. Turnbull. Boom! Yeah. Because The Split, Kelly Turnbull novel number six, coming out July 22nd. I will be getting out the cover soon. You will do, see Do it. we have a date for that? Yeah, it's, it's July 22nd. Because hmm. I'm doing uh, Hugh Hewitt the week of the 26th, so I want it out before then. Okay. Because uh, I'm going to pimp it like Huggy Bear. I'm going to put that bitch out on the street say, bring me my money. Antonio Vargas comes back. Paragas. I saw him in, uh, by the way, I saw him at the L.A. courthouse once. I was like, Huggy! Judge was not amused. He's like, Mr. Schleicher, direct your comments to the jury. Mm. Okay. I've seen the cover. It's great. I love it. I love the cover. 
I think it's great. Yeah. We got to work on Arena, folks. She's going, I have some, okay. I have some aesthetic issues. Tweet, tweet Arena and tell, tell her how much you love the cover. Hi, Arena. Arena Moises, you know, at Arena Moises. Chica's Bail Bonds. Chica's Bail Bonds. Anyway. Tell her how awesome you think the cover is, even though you haven't seen it. Yeah, just... Hi, Arena has joined us. I'm sorry, we had a little delay there. Uh, she's trying to set fire to the uh, thing that's occurring. Uh, but uh, anyway. Anyway, I, I look. I think we have uh, pretty much covered all the bases here. Okay, Arena's trying to light the fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. God, is there anyone lamer than the guy in uh, college who goes, J Jim Morrison was a poet, man. He's a poet. It's like, I, there's always that guy, or at least was in the 80s. He was a drunk poet. He was drunk. What much of, you know. The guy who wrote, Here I Sit Broken Hearted, Paid My Diamond Only Parted, is the, uh... I don't know. Doors, he's doors, a poet, too. I, I'm, 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 I'm a little late to the Doors party. I, I, but I'm, but I'm there. Um, I, 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 I think Light My Fire is a terrific song. I think The End's a good song. Mm. That's pretty much it. Touch Me is amazing. I love that song. I, 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 <sighs> Strange Days is great. I mean, there's... Love me two times. I mean, I, I I'm I, sounds I, like a Saigon prostitute. I, I did I did not love the Doors growing up and in high school, but I I've come around to the Doors a bit. You come around to I'm I, look. I'm not anti Doors. No, I just think Jim Morrison's over fucking Raven. Yeah, I I I I, I can't disagree with that. But so, but uh, come on, baby, let my fire. Come on, baby, let my Fire! Holy shit! Look at that. You can you can, you can see the damage I was doing to the recording. Holy I shit! I can I can hear I can hear storm from here. Storm's going. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's he doing this time? <laughs> I'm gonna edit like four of these together. I'm stringing this shit together. Holy fuck! Okay, but yeah, I'm gonna get up right now while I'm recording and get it. Okay, I, th I think that's what makes the iPad stop. The fact that we don't have enough pressure. Yeah, that's got to be it. I'm, look, I'm glad I have somebody technically savvy here. By the way, I tweeted today: No one rocks like Uriah Heep, and a bunch of people were like, "Damn straight!" <laughs> <laughs> and then I pointed out, you know, you know who thinks uh, uh, Jeffro Tull's Aqualung rocks? Lincoln Project. I I am going to my first concert. Really? Who are you going to say? July 16th. Roger McGuinn. Oh my God! Of the birds? Of the birds. I love the birds. I do too. Uh, my and favorite I... song in the world is a cover of the birds song Eight Miles High" by Husker Du. Oh, okay, Husker Du. Yeah, of course. Which they end up screaming incoherently. They're done. That's literally how it sounds. If you're in the L.A. area. <coughs> He's playing two nights, July sixteenth and seventeenth, at out in Thousand Oaks in a three hundred seat hall. And God, they're so and, good. And I will be there on the first night, and it's just it's just Roger McGuinn by himself with his Rickenbacker, playing songs and telling stories. That's uh, and and then they're really freaking good. And then in August, the Smithereens. Oh, they're back! They're back August 20th. 
We saw come the Smithereens with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see why not. We could do that. Yeah. Uh, we've already got August, our Blondie August, tickets August 20th. for uh, uh, wow. next May. Oh. <laughs> and Bauhaus. All the bands you don't like. All the bands I don't like. That's right. Although, although uh, uh, Soft Cell will probably be there. Oh, it, it is there. No, no, it literally me? is. <laughs> I saw Soft Cell with Jacob. Oh, Tainted Love. Thank you. Sasa will be playing their hit Tainted Love and then leaving. Thank you. Um, Michael Malice, who I adore, uh, solidified my adornment by uh, tweeting, Blondie is the band that taught me to love music. Blondie's awesome. Oh, I love, I love Blondie. Blondie. Oh, my God. They're so good. Um, and I keep four or disco- five years ago, they did it. They they did a tour with Elvis Costello. Yeah, that wow. wouldn't have been great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> holy shit! Hey, would you like to see Blondie and Elvis Costello? No, I'd rather pound my nuts into the pavement with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, I keep finding new Blondie songs I like, yeah. like Union City Blue, which I had never heard, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty new wave savvy. I never heard this thing in 40 years. I was like, this is a fucking knockout song. Even their newer one, like Maria, which was from the 90s, just fantastic. I have I have a pretty big collection, but you know what? I don't have much Blondie in it, and, and I think I need to deal with that. I think I need to handle it. You're yeah. Um, we used to listen to Parallel Lines over and over in 77. I mean, it's just, you just listen to that, and it's just, holy shit. You know, it's, it's Eat to the Beat. That was the one. That, Eat to the Beat. I, I, was that before or after? That was after. That was after. Yeah. Uh, Parallel Lines and had. And then Auto Hard- American was after that. It, yeah. Uh, Parallel Lines had. It was very rocking. It had, uh, uh, you know, Heart one way Gla- or another. Then, then Heart of Glass was on that. Heart of Glass was yeah. on Which is a. If you, look, if you're going to like a disco song, like Heart of Glass. Tune. Great tune. Oh, my God. We actually, and this is true, in eighth grade, we, uh, you know, being being eighth graders, uh, we 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 decided instead it should be farting class. What's that sound? I think I got gas. Oh my gosh, a farting class! I've just committed social suicide, and I don't remember the rest. Okay, but I don't either. What's that sound? I think I got gas. Okay, oh my no. gosh, a farting class! I'm gonna call my brother How's up the ice cream? Come, come, have come over for a freaking really good. Yeah. Here, hey Scott, do you remember Ford in class? Yeah. <laughs> text, text, text. Hit send. Go. So yeah, we got Smithereens in August. We got Roger McGuinn next month, and oh then my God. I've got the Doobie Brothers in October. Oh, fun. Okay, I can't be a part of that. I yeah, I know. That's, that's all right. I don't like that's state right. fairs. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Irina and I'll go. Oh God. Jesus what? is just all right with me. What? <laughs> Fucking no. Oh, yeah, I'm going to the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, right oh, after I put my nutsack in a vice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. <coughs> no, I'm not insulting uh, no, him. I'm I, insulting the Doobie you, Brothers. You know what? I didn't make the music. I'm, I, you like it. Yeah, You're allowed to like whatever you want. What? Do I expect you guys to like the replacements? Do you like the replacements? No. No, my favorite band. The only one of the few bands that has any meaning to me, and you guys think they're shit. I, I never said I thought they were You shit. hate I'm, them. I'm never, you no. sit around and burn them in effigy. When did I say I hated them? Well, if you read the book about them, you'd hate them. 
Oh, okay. There's a book about him called Trouble Boys. Me and Derek Hunter, right? You know Derek. Yeah. We are like the biggest replacement fans in the universe. And we both read the the, the book about the replacement called Trouble Boys. And we're like, yeah, they were they were they were total dicks. <laughs> Holy shit. I just fucking hate these guys. I'm just gonna forget about them and just listen to the songs, but they were just complete dicks. I mean, they were just fucking assholes. What didn't a bunch you see, of didn't pieces. you see them a few years ago? I did at, at the Palladium, right? I, yeah, I saw them at the Palladium in a uh, nine sixteen. Yeah, and I saw them in eighty six. Yeah. Best concert I ever saw was the replacements at the back door in uh, San Diego. Better than the Who? No. Yeah, it was better. No. See, see, that's what, this is what makes me skeptical. I love it. Well, that, that's yeah. like going. <laughs> That's like saying, yeah, I, I mean, Ferraris are, yeah, I mean, uh, Lamborghinis are nice, but, you know, Ferraris. I, look, I, I love them. Uh, and I love the Husker Du was also at the back door that year. I love them, too. Although they didn't play Eight Miles High, which was new. Eight Miles High! Wah! 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 That's literally... I can I, hear you downstairs. Why are you screaming so much? I'm, I'm imitating Bob Mould covering Eight Miles High. Fun story. What I, were you I earlier though? during during the Gulf War. Now I was so far in the rear. I mean, I was I was so far back. I was I was running a car wash, but I could see explosions in the sky way in the front. So I would go sit and watch them on the bunker. You know, uh, well the the berm, not the bunker, berm. And I would listen to Eight Miles High while I was doing it. Because it was so cool. Yes. So what do you want more of? Mm -mm. Like that? Just the way I did it? Please. How about you? You want more? Uh, I'm you, good. You're still working I'm on I'm still it? working on mine. Okay. But, um, I yeah, okay. I mean, that that's that's like my one war story. I would listen you to Husker Du, watching the yeah. flashes of airstrikes on the horizon. Because I was so far in the fucking rear. Somebody the other day was like on uh, Twitter and goes, "You just, you just ran a heavily armed car wash." I was a decontamination platoon leader. I ran a unit that uh, uh, went into de uh, contaminated areas and decontaminated stuff. So I actually went into places where there was VX and GB and shit. Uh, and I was like, "Yes, that is what my job was." There were guys who were cooks. There were guys who were veterinarians. There were guys who fucking dug ditches. I washed cars. Yes, I did. That was my job. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of my men, all of whom I brought home in one piece, by the way. Fuck you, motherfucker. And all my medals okay. are for perfect attendance. Yeah. Every one of us for fucking showing up. You know what? That's 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 90% of the, the battle. No, it? that's literally 99% okay. of the battle for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just actually show it up. But uh, anyway, okay, we have done multiple record. Now I'm gonna have to go unfuck all this stuff and get to them. Well, I, I think, I think you just need to, because they're all numbered, so they just need to like sort of string them out, right? Yeah, I'm gonna just kind of figure this out somehow. Okay. Do we need to start over? Oh yeah, let's go start <laughs> over. All right, guys, me and Drew Maddich once again. Hope you've enjoyed yourself. This is the Unredacted Podcast, Town Hall VIP. Thank you for listening. And uh, for all you uh, uh, and, uh, Bulwark staffers out there, fuck you very much. And and from our from our guest host, Rosemary Woods. Thank you. That's good. Oh, my God. Bravo. 
Bravo. Well, we, well played. We wish you a good night. Holy shit. Adios.